Uh, greetings, agents, and welcome to episode 130 of the Rocket Punch Cast. As always, I'm one of your hosts here, Cameron. I'm joined, of course, by my partner in crime, uh, Mr. Will. What's going on, sir? Not much, man. Um, just found out that one of my friends uh, spent. He's is swearing he spends about half his mo- uh, paycheck on movies on iTunes. Really? He, he just Ooh. sent me a picture where he spent sixty bucks on three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten movies. Wait, how do you do that? <clears throat> how do you? S- I know there are a lot of movies out there, but how do you? He bought the Ninja Turtles triple pack, the Scary Movie triple feature, and then the Back to Future trilogy. First of all, why would you buy the Scary Movie yeah. triple feature? Like, I, I don't know, man. Okay, you know, hey, man, it's your money. You do what you do. I, I mean, you know, but I want to know why you'd buy this as the end in the Pineapple Express. I haven't seen those. Um, it was good. I mean, nah. <laughs> like that's a hard pass. Like I would rather watch Ninja Turtle movies. <laughs> Hands down. I'm talking like the the really bad Ninja Turtle movies, not like the awesome CG one that we had. Well, the bad one, I mean, you say bad, it's what we had back in the 90s and no, 80s. No, I'm talking about the, like, the Michael Bay one. Oh, I forgot about those. That's because it's I, like Dragon Ball Evolution. We don't mention it normally, but I think I bl- blotted them from my mind. I mean, yeah. I totally forgot about those. Yeah. Um, no, how are you, man? Um, I'm alright, man. I'm just uh, kind of chilling uh, right now, trying to get leveled up in the division, you know. Yes, we were going to talk about that in um, just a little bit here. Um, we're going to have a nice, good conversation, I think, about that. But no, it's, it's it's weird. I think it's been like two weeks since we've last recorded a Rocket Punch cast proper. Yeah, we had some weird conflicts last week that prevented it. But honestly, <clears throat> with everything, it's... Not really too big of an issue. I mean, we got a lot of good juicy stuff to talk about oh, no. because of that. We do. We, we've only got one topic of the show tonight because we've got a lot of news and stuff that I think we're going to have uh, some good conversations on. So uh, let's jump right into it, guys. Uh, remember, if you did not know, this is the Rocket Punchcast, where groups of friends from all around come to this table to talk about video games into microphones. You can listen to us every Tuesday on your podcast service of choice. We are on all the big ones, Spotify, Google Play, Apple iTunes, and more, so be sure to look us up. Um, you can also listen live as we record the show each and every Sunday over at twitch.tv slash rocketpunchlive, uh, anywhere between 8 to 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. So if you want to join in our conversations, throw your input into the ring here. Definitely meet up with us here each and every week on Twitch um, on Rocket Punch Live, and that way you can join in in our conversations. Um, remember, guys, if you want to know more about Rocket Punch, want to see all the content that we make, especially for you, make sure you head over to rocketpunchgo.com. That is your one-stop shop for all the videos, streams, podcasts, and more that you're going to find from the Rocket Punch crew. And, of course, remember, if you want to help support the show, there are many ways you can do that. If you're viewing us via Twitch right now, you can throw us your free Twitch Prime sub each and every month. Mm-hmm. That definitely helps us out. Um, you can um, follow us here on our channel on twitch.tv slash Live. Or you can head to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash rocketpunch for as little as a dollar a month. You can help support the show, get awesome, cool goodies in the process here. Speaking of Patreon, we definitely want to give a shout out to our producers. Uh, These are our guys supporting us at our diamond tier, which is our highest tier we have over on Patreon. Uh, We give them shout outs in all of our content each and every week. Daimondium, you say? Yes, Daimondium. Ooh. Maybe we should change it to Daimonium. That would be cool. I mean, I mean, Daimonium is future on a thing, but still. So we might get copyright struck with that. Okay. Yeah. That's, I, I feel you on that one. I feel you. Uh, I just, I just like referencing <laughs> that movie from Futurama. 
But uh, we definitely want to give a shout out to our producers that are supporting us on Patreon. A special thank you goes out to Chris Chuck O'Brien, Jossie Moore, Sam Sugg, Jeremy Moses, Tyler Hughes, Steven Sanders, and Kim Sadar. Thank you guys so, so much for your continued support, as well as everybody else who was supporting us on Patreon. We literally could not do what we're doing and what we're aiming to do without your guys' help. Agreed. Um, again, if you're watching us via video, make sure if you have the opportunity, throw us your free Twitch Prime sub. That always helps us out as well. And if you're listening via audio, uh, make sure you take a few minutes of your time to rate and review us on that audio service of choice. Um, it's only a few minutes for you, but it goes miles for us. It does help us with our discoverability, helps us become more visible on those podcast platforms, as well as get into more ears. So that way they can listen, they can tell us what we're doing good and what maybe we can improve on. And so we can make better content for you guys. So take a few minutes, rate and review us. Um, and also as well, if you um, want to join more in the Rock Punch community, want to goof off with us off of recordings and official content that we make, make sure you head over to our Discord channel. Um, it's in the show notes there if you're listening via audio. If not, if you're watching via Twitch, we'll have it in the um, Twitch chat in just a few minutes for you there. Well, that is the housekeeping there. Upcoming announcements and events, keeping you guys up to date on everything that's going on. Um, our game of the month, of course, is The Division 2. It is finally released, so we're definitely going to be deep diving into that um, later on at the end of the show. Also, as well, since we are talking about our game of the month, uh, one of our big events that we will be doing is our Division 2 st uh, stream that we'll be having this Tuesday. Um, one of our uh, Twitch streams that we're going to be doing here. We're going to be streaming The Division 2, of course. Um, and also, we have our game night which is this upcoming Thursday. Um, if you don't know, our game night is where we just invite as many people as you can over to our Discord channel. We'll pop in there, be have, chatting, having conversations, goofing off. We'll be playing whatever games people want to play. Uh, the game highlight, of course, this month is The Division 2. Um, but um, if you want to play any other game, you're more than welcome to do so in chat. I just want to read something to the CSL person. He's like, hello, my name is CSL Chuck. I am patron, prepare to die. You know what? I like how he just leaves it at zero now. You know what? Yeah, thank you. It's still at zero. Good. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna even try and change it here, because you people come in here and you're messing with my poster. If you're not watching this via video, then you're just missing out on a whole lot of funniness. Um, don't look. Don't look. Yes, uh, Chuck. I saw that. I about died because I forgot <laughs> to make a reference, but you saved me. So that's why. That's why he comes in every every week. It's good to help you out. Just, just to reset the counter for us. Mm -hmm. Um, so make sure you guys don't miss those two events there that we've got coming up this week. Uh, remember, the game night is this Thursday, uh, 8.30 p.m. over on our Discord channel. And, of course, we'll be streaming D Division 2 here on Twitch.tv slash Rocket Punch Live this Tuesday. There's um, something else coming up, actually, uh, since we're talking about events and all that. And I'll share a link to it. But on April 6th, you know, we got ChargerCon coming up. Yes, ChargerCon is coming up. So, yeah. friend of the show, uh, Nicholas uh, Compton, who's part of the After Hours Game uh, Dev Group, mm -hmm. uh, they're hosting Indie Alley over there. So, be, if you want to see a bunch of indie games, go check that out. Yes. If you're local and you get a chance to check those out, definitely swing by uh, the UAH campus for ChargerCon. You'll be able to check out a lot of cool indie games and a whole lot more there on the weekend of April 6th. Um, I know we'll, it's on our community calendar, so definitely follow that so you know what's going on in the Rocket Punch realm. Um, each and every week. Yep. Um, movie of the month, of course, is Captain Marvel. Uh, we've talked about it um, in depth in one of our episodes of Southern Geek, 
our Geek Culture podcast. Make sure you um, search your podcast feed for that one as well. Or you can find it over on rocketpunchgo.com. It's on our website. Um, that was a good conversation. We had good chats about that. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of disappointed in uh, uh, Puminal and Sanders Pool because instead of watching the stream, they're playing the division right now. Of course they are. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> Don't worry, people. We're going to get you the division. <laughs> we're, I feel like we're setting up the show here for the division. There's other stuff to talk about in the gaming realm, but division is coming. Don't worry. Um, Ew, Captain Marvel. Why don't you like Captain Marvel, Chuck? You just open up a can of worms here. You know that, right? No, no, that's fine. He, he can word vomit <laughs> in chat, and it'll be okay. I'll respond. Um, content that's coming up for you guys as well. Um, you guys should definitely expect two articles this week. I am... Um, um, there's a couple of words that I may have to change some paragraphs around, but the um, some reviews should start popping up this week. I'm um, mm-hmm. expecting the Anthem review sometime this week. I think uh, I finally had my thoughts done on that game, and I want to put it on paper. Um, also, as well, if you didn't get a chance to attend the Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo, um, there we'll have an article of that. Uh, we've got a cool gallery. We've got a lot of pictures we took of cosplayers and everybody at the event. I was this close to almost losing the SD card. Didn't realize that it was in my pocket shirt. So that was a fun 30 minutes of time in you know, this room. You know SD cards are water resistant, right? I know. It was, it was in a case too, but I was just like, I need to find it. <laughs> That's what I was like. I got to find it. And I'm panicking. Like, I haven't pulled the pictures off yet. Um, so yeah, that was a whole lot of fun. Actually, do I have a, No, I don't think this one has the SD card. No, I don't. Um, I'll figure out a way to get it off there. But also as well, um, podcasts. Um, we talked about Southern Geek as well. Um, be on the lookout. Uh, the Southern Geek, our geek culture podcast, where we yep. just... Talk about anything that's not gaming, so TV shows, movies, comics, comics, anime, anime, pop culture, everything like that. That's our new podcast we're featuring as well. Uh, Make sure you uh, search on that on your podcast feeds, but um, episode three will be out this week. I think Mm -hmm. we talk, uh, it's very Marvel heavy. Um, (laughs) Yes, it is. And one of the coolest things we did, I think we've done on podcasts in a while, uh, we actually do a trailer breakdown of the um, in-game trailer, so definitely be on the lookout for that. That was really cool. Well, we don't just do a breakdown, but we actually have discussions and tangents all around that trailer, which I had a lot of fun doing. Yeah, that was really, really awesome. So definitely be on the lookout for that as well, guys. Um, all of our patrons out there, looking at you, Chuck OB, um, the latest episode of the Rocket Punch Cast, the um, bonus episode for your March edition is going to be live for you guys this week as well. It was a very interesting conversation. Uh, I think, especially in the realm of gaming, it's something that is coming becoming more prevalent that I think a lot of people are going to be interested in listening to. So, um, patrons, be on the listen for that if you are supporting us at our, I believe, our gold tier or higher, if I'm not mistaken. Make sure I'm getting those tiers right. And um, also as well, um, everybody, who, if you're listening and you are a patron, um, if you're supporting us at the platinum or um, higher tier, which is the $5 tier or more, um, uh, we did release an update talking more about the loot boxes and kind of what's going on with those. It's nothing bad, but um, we wanted to let you guys kind of know what the deal is with those, uh, what the update is for it, and when you guys should be expecting those. So definitely check out that update. Um, it's on our Patreon page. So if you're supporting us at that tier, you should be able to read it without a problem. Hmm. And of course, um, our Twitch schedule for this week. Uh, remember, if you're... Um, Want to watch us here play games and goof off each and every week? Uh, Twitch.tv slash Rocket Punch Live is where we do our streams. It's where we stream this podcast each and every Sunday. Um, but this upcoming Tuesday, of course, talked about it. Uh, the Division 2 will be streaming a mm-hmm. lot of that, um, working on that. And then 
that's going to be all the main streams we have this week. We maybe may stream something on Friday. We'll see how everything shakes down. But um, Thursday, uh, we're going to have our community night. Um, so we're not going to mm -hmm. be focused on streaming as much um, later on in the week. Um, but we'll see how Friday shakes out. Uh, it depends on how I feel, how Will feels, how everything, how everything feels. Um, and especially our schedule and what's going on there. Yeah. So I was going to say, it's more <clears throat> dependent on scheduling than anything else. Yeah, 100%. <clears throat> Yeah. Um, no, yeah, because let's see. <laughs> He's checking the schedule. Let's see. Yeah. Um, so, other than that, that's it for all of our upcoming events and whatnot, yeah. guys. Oh, I guess the other thing as well um, upcoming events for people um, looking ahead. We haven't set dates yet, but for April, um, some of our local meetup stuff that we are looking to do, um, we've got a um, uh, Avengers Endgame. We're definitely going to look at doing a local meetup for that. Um, mm -hmm. We're also going to be um, looking at doing a local meetup to one of our um, friends of the show, Weird Giraffe Games. They do a board game meetup, I think, uh, two times a month. And we're looking at um, having a Rocket Punch uh, local meetup on one of those events as well. So stay nice. tuned. Um, we'll be have more details on that as we get closer towards the end of the month. We just got to finalize some details and make sure we got our I's dotted and our T's crossed. So be on the lookout for that. Good, good. Um, other than that, it's time for Table Talk. Uh, guys, if you did not know, Table Talk is where we kind of sit down. We talk about some of the games we've been playing, as well as um, any of the latest and breaking news that we have opinions on here. Um, first and foremost, The Division 2, we will be discussing that. <laughs> that is our topic of the show. Uh, so we're going to shuffle that conversation until later on in the show. But other than The Division... Yep. What's been going on with you, man? Um, gonna be honestly, um, going back to school. So working on a bunch of okay stuff for computer certifications and a lot of study there. Um, so you guys may see me pull back on certain things. Nothing personal. I'm still gonna be coming back. I just got, you know, education to be working on. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, not a bad thing. Just refocusing some energy. Not not gonna take energy from Rocket Punch, just from other places in my life, like sleep. <laughs> and we're we're shuffling stuff in the background too. So. Whoa, oh, Chuck sound is cool. It's like, oh, come on, Chuck, didn't you work at a school? I was gonna say, yeah, didn't, don't you teach there whenever you're, you get it you, when you feel the notion to? He's like, I don't know, the school thing kind of sucks. Uh, well, that's good. Um, that's always a good aspiration. I know that's something that I, I work on as well as wrapping up the degree. So. Actually, I'm not even going for a degree. I'm going a bunch for uh, technician certification classes. Okay. That way, when you get the finish the class, you're ready to take the test and you have the voucher for the test. Oh, good! You get the voucher. That's important. Yeah. Like people, some people may not realize how important, at least from what I've seen, my personal experience, um, those certs can be and how valuable the valuable they can be to the right job. Um, in some cases, even more so than degrees. Then, yeah, which so. is kind of nuts, but at the same time, I get it. It says, hey, they have practical knowledge. Yep, 100%. Um. Uh, okay, CSO, so you've been in school for 33 years. Tops uh, my uh, going back. So, yes, I get that. Um, anything else? Um, no, nah, man. Uh, maybe doing some uh, component upgrades on the rig, but, I mean, you know, that's... I think we both need to do that, yeah. Evolution of hardware, like running out of space and all mm -hmm. that other fun stuff. Life of a PC gamer. Well, yeah, apparently... Do you have a second M.2 uh, slot on your board? Yes. 
259, 2 terabytes, it runs at status speeds. Woo! That is... Well, that, that's a weird connector. Uh, I have to see if it'll, my board will actually support that uh, specific oh, connector. 2280? Yeah, it might be an M2. Yeah, for those of you asking, I put the link in chat. Okay. Um, well, it goes into an M2 slot, but it reads on a SATA bus. Mm, okay, okay. I'll have to check it out. I'll have to check yeah. it out. Hey, man, look. I'm trying to get speed, pure speed, but on a budget. Uh, what's the saying? Balling on a budget? Is that a saying? It is now. Apparently. I don't have no idea. Um, if I if that's not been coined, um, <laughs> somebody's messing up. Somebody's screwing up. They're dropping the ball. Um, no, I've been playing um, games I've talked about on the show before, briefly mentioned. Mm-hmm. Still having a good time with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, loving that game. Just, and now the fact that I have it on my PC and I get, you know, when things get low, I can pick up the controller and be like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna play this game, and I just I enjoy it every time it boots up. It's wonderful. That is a beautiful game. I I can't wait to see it in 1440p at an unlocked frame rate. Oh, oh yes, I'm also required to say Assassin's Creed Odyssey, tw- Rocket Punches 2018 Game of the Year. I have to say that anytime we mention those games there, so <clears throat> we did kind of do that, didn't we? Yes, it's awesome. I, look, it's it, it's so good. Um, I was playing it on the One X, and I finally said, you know what? $33 on Ubisoft's website. <laughs> you uh, got the Ultimate play? Edition too. So no, you it was got... 39 but it came with the uh, 4K remaster of Assassin's Creed 3 as well. Yeah. Plus I'm... all the DLC. I was like, ah, Forget the haters. Good. I'm excited to play that because so I, I never... thought 3 was good. So I played 1 and 2, didn't play 3. Okay. And then I played Black Flag. And then I didn't oh. play any others from Black Flag until Origin. Wow, so you didn't play 3 at all? 3 is good. 3 well, is... No, I wanted to play 3, but it was like in that weird inflection point between going from PS3 and 360 to, you know, to the 4 and like all that stuff, and when oh, I was really heavy into okay. the World of Warcraft thing, gotcha. so... Gotcha, It, it was... There, there was more to it than just not getting it. It was like, I didn't have time. If you like American history, then oh, it's really, really cool. I, I love going back to the Revolutionary War and murder, murdering people. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. Tr- it's really, really. I good mean, story. look, I want to go bushwhack up Washington. I mean, um, save. <laughs> you don't do Washington. that. You don't do that. Well, you do. I think you do in the D- DLC. Oh, you get to bushwhack George, him, or where George Washington is evil, and you have to overthrow him. Oh, like okay. Side tangent thing. Yeah, that's really cool. Oh wait, um, side side tangent. Um, so there's there's a movie that I love that is really it's so bad it's amazing. All right, it, it's a movie around a D and D campaign. I've told you to watch this before. Okay. All right, but they're in at one point in the game or a movie. They're playing a, a, a like a board game called Time Felons, and they go through uh, history uh, killing different uh, historical figures. And they're like, "Yeah, we totally bushwhacked Lincoln." Oh my god! <laughs> and the, dude, and if they use the words "bushwhacked Lincoln," I just shake my head at that one. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Don't you have school in the morning?" Yeah, like five hours. What's up? <laughs> I don't know what to say about that one, but um, um, yeah. All I gotta say is it's good. It's, <laughs> it's good. I don't care what anybody says. Um, Astrid here. Oh yeah, we didn't play the heck out of that game, didn't super, we? Yes, we did. Super, super fun. I gotta talk about that game. Hang on. Oh no, please. So I, I was playing on Cam's uh, save because we're doing co-op and all that. And I yes. jump in after you know putzing around on mine for a little bit. Apparently, I'm the god at leveling things and making ramps. <laughs> you man, dude. Will's ramps are god tier. I'm, I'm talking like they're better than University Drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's not saying a lot. But, well, um, anyway, 
So I'm driving along in the buggy that Cameron spent a lot of materials in the game to build. And I get out to go harvest some plants because we need uh, organic matter. Turn around and it glitched through the planet. <laughs> so literally, get out, turn around and go get back. Where's the, where's the buggy? I remember I, this. We're like, I, where's the... I'm like, dude, don't tell me I just lost my buggy, dog. I wish we had a clip of this. Because uh, <laughs> this would have been really good. But anyway, so I start digging down because you can dig indefinitely. And I'm like building these like crazy like sliding ramps down to try to dig into the center of the earth he to was, get to it. He was. Well, found like essentially a like just a freaking mine worth of materials, which is awesome. We need materials so much so that we left a giant pile on his base. I still haven't cleaned up, by the way. <laughs> I have to log back into the game and like basically clean all that. Sh- you know, you, you got to build things to then be able to organize and store. It. Yes. <laughs> And I just we literally, uh, we he had like these cute little racks with like, oh yeah, we had nodes and materials on, and then like, what was it? Uh, we had Ben, Chris, and myself join in. And we just dumped a mountain of materials. In the I'm middle. like, oh my god, do you know what I have to do to clean this up? And I'm talking like it wasn't like, oh, this is a cute little pile. It's like, boosh, right here. It's pretty. pretty um, we ended up finding like two medium generators though, so that we which is awesome. Money. Um, so we also awesome ended up making a wagon train, <laughs> essentially, with one of the tractors. Yeah, dude, those 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 tractors were not in the game in the um, early access, and I'm yeah. so glad they put them in. Yeah, they're very cheap to make, and they're very handy. So, but you know, so going back to the original story, I'm digging down, and I'm essentially like journey to the center of the world kind of moment. <laughs> I'm going down, going down. We end up finding the buggy. It underground. <laughs> We found the freaking bu- the solar powered buggy, and it had enough charge left in it still for us to be able to dig it out from where it was at and drive it back up the ramps that I had made to get it get in. <laughs> it was just crazy. They're like, because it was right as we were talking about. Oh man, I'm gonna have to make another buggy. Okay, and, and then and like, I think I just found your buggy. <laughs> Chris went down there. He found the buggy. It was wild. Meanwhile, everything else is going on. We're looking for materials. We got a bunch of things that we can unlock for research points so that we can do upgrades. And meanwhile, all of this, the real reason why I wanted to talk about this part is I felt really freaking cool at one part in this game. Chris gets stuck down there and we need like a ramp to be able to get down to get him and bring him back up and Mm -hmm. get air to him at the same time where he's going to suffocate. Okay. Okay. Because tethers and the way they hook up and all that. Mm. Well, I slip at one point about halfway down making the ramp, and I about silver surfered that shit all the way down. <laughs> I didn't see this. Yeah, I was, no, I was um, trying ben, to... Ben and Chris saw it, so I have witnesses. I was like, I was over trying to get materials so that we could use the materials you guys are harvesting up. Right, because we were trying to build a, a like a double-wide spaceship instead of the regular spaceship. Yes. We're going to go with redneck terms here. We were building a double-wide <laughs> version so we could get up into space. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, this was the most ridiculous uh, experience I've had playing in a group game where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm literally on my own over there. I'm like, I got tethers. I'm just going to keep digging because I, I lost this guy's buggy. I'm going to try to find it. <laughs> I ended up dovetailing like this giant like cratering hole I made going in into a, like a cave system you guys had already explored and then branched off even <laughs> further. You did. I can't like... I have to start putting markers down there because I get lost. I'm like, wait, did I go left or right? Oh, God. <laughs> well, and just to make it easy to find, I left a flashing beacon near the entrance so you don't actually run into it. That would be bad if you did. 
Because this thing's deep. I'm talking like Mariana's Trench deep here. <laughs> oh, man. But it was that was actually a really cool experience. Just like, oh, man, we lost the buggy. Oh, God, we, fo- oh, God, we found it. <laughs> it was Dude, cool. I don't even know how it glitched in through the world because nobody was digging. But You know what? That probably explains that tractor that I lost, though, driving around. Like, I literally lost stopped. tractor? Yeah, we lost one of the tractors, and that's why you made the buggy, because I think the tractor glitched through the ground, too. Okay, I don't know. I, again, Because you, you have three in. tractors, now you have two. Okay, yeah. I haven't logged in in a while, so... That's oh, the, that is right. You, the, okay. That's the only thing that's kind of annoying about that game, is that it doesn't handle your vehicles any kind of way I would, as far as the game goes. Yeah. Now, I can't really poop on this. It's an indie title, and they're doing much better with it than I would have, but... Yeah, man, it was uh, it was really cool. Yeah, it, it was it was. Astroneer is awesome. Um, yeah, you guys need to check it out. Um, we all did, did we stream that? Mm-hmm. Uh, not that specific playthrough, but we have streamed Astroneer before. So yeah, we need to stream Astroneer some more after. Uh, ooh, what's coming out in April? Games, Mortal Kombat. Days gone, uh, days gone, and then a couple of a bunch of Nintendo games that I've lost track of, uh, which I got to figure out how which ones are. Coming we should out. just make Astroneer the game of uh, April. We can't do that. It's not out yet. Astroneer's out. I mean, it is out, but we can't like it, it's just for newly released games. We don't worry. Just because we'll we'll be playing yeah. some more Astroneer. It is uh, like that zone is specifically so that we can all play in it together. I don't mess with a fair amount of the stuff when I play. All I'm saying is we need a server stat. I don't care if I got to pay money. I, They're oh, working on servers. They're working on it. Man, I'm telling you right now, that is a fun game. Um, another fun game I wanted to talk about because I had a chance to play it. I streamed it for a little bit. Um, Devil May Cry 5. You're playing on PlayStation, right? Yes, PS4 Pro. Okay. Because uh, uh, Chris, a.k.a. Puminol, came in the chat and was like, Oh my god, this is super crisp. Where are you playing this on? And I was like, it's PS4 Pro. Um, I played that. Um, I've actually, I think I got through a couple of missions. Do you like Devil May Cry? I like 3 and 2. Um, four kind of lost me a little. Do you, do you like do you like three? I, I love three. Okay, then you'll like this game. Um, this is kind of like three and four kind of smashed together. The the characters and like graphics of four with a lot of the gameplay of three. So to give um, people an idea, um, Dante. So we get Grandpappy Dante. He's not, I don't know if he's Grandpappy. He looks older. He is older. Um, he he plays like Devil May Cry 3's Dante. I finally got to him, okay. and I unlocked, um, he has like, you remember the Trickster and the Gunslinger and the different styles? Yeah, you switch between those just like you did in 3, and you have the different weapons and stuff. It's super, super cool. It's like, oh, dude, they put all this in here. Um, Dante is great. Nero was cool. The kind of Devil Breaker thing mechanic is cool. And then the other character I've played a fair amount of, V. I did not think I was going to like V's playstyle because V doesn't actually... He doesn't actually go hands-on fighting because he's too weak. Mm-hmm. He uses a um, like an eth- ethereal panther and crow to attack from afar. And he has to actually come in and use his cane to get the final kill. I, I guess after getting <clears throat> shot up in a standalone movie, I mean, you will kind of have to have like, <laughs> some help. 
That's the only way I could see that because different uh, V, different V. Different no, v. I'm sorry. Hey, you said V. That it's obviously V from V for Vendetta, correct? <laughs> well, I don't know, man. You know, but, but you know, behind that mask is an idea. It's not a man. Um, no, it was a man who just happened to have an idea to share that idea to everybody. No, um, yeah, no. But he, it, he he needs that can, I'm sure. But no, it it was really cool because your your minions can weaken them, but V has to actually teleport over. And stab them in order to get the killing blow. Hmm. So it actually adds a lot of different nuance and like different kind of combat from the Devil May Cry series that I really haven't seen before. Um, but I had fun with it. The, the story and everything was playing very well. It is very Devil May Cry. They literally take a extra long van, mm -hmm. run it up a ramp, and as they're as it's spinning in the air. Nero comes out and shoots like multiple demons in slow mo. Then, like he's bouncing on demons in the air, swings around, gets back on the um, van again. The van is corkscrewing in midair, jumps back into the a passenger window, and the van lands perfectly and drives off. Classic Devil May Cry, if I've ever seen it myself. I mean, not the pizza scene. That that's not classic. Though, that is, like it's it, we're at like that levels of of absurdity. <laughs> okay. In the car, um, it's it's all the characters are very cool, very interesting. Um, some characters like Lady and Trish are in the mm -hmm. game. Yeah. Um, Nico is crazy hilarious. Um, some of the comments she's made, but ooh. but Devil May Cry is a super super fun game. Like I, I've, I've the the series has been great. We don't talk about to complete sort of a tangent, but it's quite funny. Devil May Cry, they have a um, the story so far. Mm -hmm. It's just a kind of it's a video with an o of a VO overlay telling okay. you the story. Mm -hmm. They talk about all the mainline games and they gloss over Devil May Cry 2. That's like out of this like five or seven minute video, it's like 30 seconds. They Why? talk because nobody talks about Devil May Cry 2. What's wrong with Devil May Cry 2? There were a couple of problems with Devil May Cry 2. It wasn't as fluid as the other ones. Um, Just because the game isn't fluid doesn't mean it's not got a good story. I didn't say it didn't have a good story, but I think it is, especially on most people's list, it is the lower tier of the Devil May Cry games. It's new so it's like the Batman versus Superman of the uh, WB uh, DC universe? It's okay. Yeah, you can, you can say that. You can say that. D d hang on. In Devil May Cry 2, do they end the fighting by going... Your mom's name's Martha too. <laughs> no, I don't even. I think I'm I kidding. I'm kidding. I faintly remember how it ends, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I like. I had fun with two. I think I liked the other ones better. Just me saying. Um, but no, it definitely Devil May Cry Five. If you're a DMC fan, if you're an action game fan, it is definitely 100 percent worth a checkout. Um, Capcom has been nailing it on all their games lately. Uh, Resident Evil Five. Devil May Cry, or Resident Evil 2 Remake, Devil May Cry 5, Monster Hunter World. Like, I have, did you hear about the Capcom CEO on Twitter? Like, he recorded a video on social media after Devil May Cry launched and took good reviews. Yeah. And it was like, Capcom's back. <laughs> no. I, I didn't think they went anywhere. Uh, well, they haven't been a, like a big publisher as of late. Okay. No, but I mean, you know, you don't have to be a big pu publisher to release a good game. Truth. Very yeah, true. I mean, you know, heck, half the games we fall in love with are indies. Yeah, nowadays. We're 100% around that. But check out Devil May Cry 5. It's really awesome. I had a lot of fun with it. 
Um, it's definitely a game that should not be missed if you're an action fan. 100%. Good, good. So next, let's jump into the news here, guys. We've got a fair amount of news to cover through. Um, and these are... Some of these are pretty important, pretty good. So we're definitely going to talk, take some time to talk about them. Um, we've got five news items. Um, one of which is kind of broken up into two different pieces. And you'll find out why. Um, number one on the list... Uh, Jade Raymond joins Google as a vice president for uh, their gaming division. Uh, this one, I'm, I pulled this article directly from VentureBeat, um, Dean Takahashi over there. I'm going to read a little okay. bit of this here. Uh, Jade Raymond announced today that she has joined Google as a vice president. That's a big move for Raymond, who previously served as an executive at Electronic Arts, running its Montreal studio Motive and is an acclaimed name in the gaming industry. Raymond is well known in the video game industry as an executive in charge of AAA teams. At EA, she helped run studios such as Motive and Visceral that worked on Star Wars video games. She oversaw a studio in Vancouver as well as man as well and managed the Plants and Zombies Plants vs. Zombies franchise. Hmm. The Star Wars games ran into problems, but it's not clear what the reasons were for the turmoil at EA. That resulted in executive shuffles and Raymond left EA last October. Um, there's a lot more to that article, but I thought this was very important to bring up, um, especially with GDC coming up this week and, and Google's Google being a big thing there. Exactly. And now they've got Jade Raymond. If you know developers in the space, Jade Raymond is a big name in the space. Um, she has a lot of cred. She's very influential. She's run a lot of AAA teams. Do you think this means anything with Google's plans coming up at GDC? I think it gives Google more flexibility as far as getting into the gaming space. Okay, good point. Good point. Because then they'll have someone from the industry inside telling them what to do as yep. far as, you know, instead of just showing up as like, yeah, we're from Silicon Valley and we're going to tell you what to do. It's like, mm, mm -hmm. that doesn't always work. That's true. And so, having, having somebody come in that has the cred the credibility mm -hmm. and the insight into the gaming industry that I know Jade Raymond has, especially from her sitting on these big name um, studios like EA that have got a pretty wide range and pretty wide reach of the gaming industry. I think it's going to be something that's really, in, it, it, I say interesting, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but it's going to be very, even more interesting after I saw this, what is Google announcing at GDC? They may actually announce a console. Well, I mean, we, we talked about it, like, if it is that street, they're using Project Stream and creating some box using Project Stream. You know, I honestly would not be surprised if they didn't just make a console that has Bluetooth Xbox One controllers in it. Why make a controller when you can have, just use your use uh, someone else's? That's true. You just and you know Microsoft box. will be happy to sell Xbox controllers. Yeah. <laughs> Microsoft will be like, yeah. They do not care, yo. Um, um, I mean, they sell them to PC users all the time. Oh, that's true. That's what everybody plays on there. I mean, I use... Well, I've got four Xbox One controllers just sitting above my thing. You have a I, lot. Yeah, you do have a lot. Well, you yeah, know, I got two that we can hardwire in case, and then I got the two wireless ones. Yeah. But no, it's, it's really interesting. Um, if you guys, if you don't know, uh, Google has a... I guess a, sh uh, a keynote... I guess is the best way I could describe it at the GDC or Gamer Developers Conference this upcoming week to yeah. talk about their gaming related news. They've announced it a couple weeks ago. Um, 
a lot of industry insiders are really zoning in on that. Um, we're pretty sure we're going to finally hear what Project Stream's official name will be, um, how they're going to market and run that. Uh, so Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I really want to know, actually. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested as well. Mm. And the fact that Jade Raymond is joining Google as a VP tells me that they've got some really big, ambitious plans. Yeah, I just hope it works out well for everybody. Yeah, same here, same here. Uh, number two, oh. Back for Blood is announced. Um, this one, I'm reading this article from Michael McWhorter over at Polygon. Mm -hmm. um, Left for Dead creators Turtle Rock announced new co-op zombie shooter Back for Blood. Um, original Left for Dead team announces a spiritual sequel. The studio that developed the original Left 4 Dead is developing what sounds like a spiritual sequel, Back for Blood, described as a cooperative shooter against hordes of zombies. In other words, it sounds like the Left 4 Dead follow-up that Valve still haven't, hasn't delivered. Back for Blood is being developed by Turtle Rock Studios, the team that also created Evolve and published by Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. In an mm. FAQ posted to its website, Turtle Rock says it's, quote, going back to its roots and at the same time innovating on them. End quote. The developer is keeping details on Back for Blood close to the vest. The studio hasn't released any image of the game and teased new features we aren't ready to talk about just yet. However, Turtle Rock stressed that the game is not, at least in an official capacity, Left 4 Dead 3. Quote, Back for Blood is our own brand new original IP, the studio said. You'll be able to shoot up a lot of zombies like in Left 4 Dead, but there's a whole lot of new stuff in Back for Blood which makes it unique. A lot more to that article as well, but um, what do you think? I mean, Back for Blood. I know I, we're, we're we're both fans of Left for Dead. Yes. Um. So with everything going on there, my big concern is going to be, I don't want just a rehash with a different skin on it. I mm. want something with modern, um, you know, quality of life features. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's going to be the big thing there. If you're going to just push out an old game with a new skin, uh, I'm not about that. Okay. So that that's the big thing there. So I do need to see some stuff beforehand. I'm cool with the game running at 1080p, like 60 plus frames. That's cool. If you do that versus 4K, I'm cool with that. Rage, I don't know if you guys saw Rage 2. They're not doing 4K on consoles. Um, for the One X and PS4 Pro, they're focusing 1080-60. Really? Yeah. I did not hear about that. So huh. in that vein, I really want minimum that if you're going to do a bump just because I think uh, frame rate and shooting games is more important. Good point. Yeah, there's been some arguments back and forth on that, but I do think a l generally people do agree that um, they'd rather have better frame rate than 4K visuals. Now, if they can have both, they'll Why take both. both. Yeah. Um, but it, I think that is important, especially with some of these Twitch shooters uh, that where speed is of the essence there. Yeah, good point, good point. I, I don't know. I'm I'm always down to kill zombies. I mean, you know that. Yeah, one hundred percent. So uh, no, I, I'm interested in this game. Back for Blood. Apparently, a lot more in the article talks about that it is not. This game will not be seeing the light of day for a good fair amount of time, so I wouldn't be racing to the stores to try and pick the game up or go ahead and pre-ordering. Um, but it's really interesting to see the game. Uh, we talked about we haven't had a uh, Left for Dead. They only got the two. We have. When was the last? When did Left 4 Dead 2 come out? It was. 360 days. It was during the 360 era. 
Yeah, we're going to find out real quick. Because I played Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2 originally on the 360. 2009. So it's been 10 years, almost, since the game has been released. And it's probably going to be at least a few more years before that spiritual successor comes up. Do you think that that game... Do you think that that style of game... If they don't change something new, do you think that style of game could be something and become something in the future? I mean, it's always uh, a good... I would say it's always something cool, too, as far as that goes. See what's going on and everything else, but... I don't know. I really don't know, man. I wish I knew more, but... On that stuff, beats me. It really does. I want... I want something new at the same time as I want that old mode. Mm-hmm. And it, it sounds like that's what they're aiming for. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah, so I, it really just depends, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't want Left 4 Dead 1 all over again. Because I can fire up that on the PC. But, you know, hey, if you're going to come out with something new that's worthwhile playing. And you want to have a horde mode like that. Or mm-hmm. things like along those lines. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, fair enough. And um, yeah. shout out to... the. Uh, Guyan Airlines, I'm... Win Airlines. Thank you, I'm butchering, butchering that name. See you in chat, sir. Hello to you and welcome to the stream. Yep. Um, We'll have to see if Back for Blood will rise to the occasion. We've got plenty of time, plenty of other games we can play in between then. Yep. Um, number three, number Xbox three. updates. Um, I feel like we've slowly started having Xbox news leak or come out each and every week. But um, I, I think this, that's planned. This month, uh, this uh, past week, we had the March this week in Xbox kind of um, video come out. Mm-hmm. There was a few things that popped up there, but there were two things that we want to talk about here um, that were kind of the mainstays from this from this announcement. Number one, number one, Halo: The Master Chief Collection is coming to PC, and Halo Reach is being added. To the collection. I can't wait to see Reach in 4K. It is um, very, very good. Let me read. I'm pulling this directly from Xbox Wire uh, from Brian Gerard over there. Um, quote, Today we're extremely excited to share two big announcements that deliver on what are easily the most frequently requested asks from our community over the last few years. First, Halo Reach is being added to, to Halo the Master Chief Collection. And second, the entire collection is coming to PC via the Microsoft Store and Steam. This is an incredibly exciting opportunity for us to bring the Halo universe and Master Chief story to a new audience and to offer PC gamers a chance to step into the franchise on the PC platform of their choice. For the team at 343 Industries, the most important and critical element of this project is ensuring that Halo, the Master Chief Collection, delivers a true first-class experience on PC. We're embarking on a journey with our community to build a PC experience that delivers on PC gamer expectations. The team is passionately committed to ensuring that all of the features, bells, and whistles expected in a modern PC title are included with Master Chief Collection. Of course, there is more to that article, um, but Hmm. go ahead and talk. I know you were super Uh, like, yes. No, yeah, I'm all about it. Um, I can't wait to see uh, Reach come over to the PC. That's awesome. I can't wait to see everything other than Halo 1 and 2 come to the PC. Because those only came to the PC. And that was it after that. Halo was that th- it? Halo 3 never made it over. ODST never made it over. None of that stuff. Huh. 
You're right. So you're right. You're right. I am all down to be able to play these on a computer, and I can't wait to see what Forge maps can be made on a computer mm-hmm. with essentially unlimited RAM compared to an Xbox. So now, from what I've heard, some more details on this. The games will not be released at once. Apparently, no. they will be released in batches. One at a time. And here's why they're doing it. They don't want all the problems they had from Master Chief Collection when it launched on the Xbox Coming. to happen on PC. Yeah, yeah, you do not want that. Uh, they already had enough problems, and they had to work so hard to rebuild all that goodwill. Mm-hmm. And, and so they'll, they'll be releasing each game on PC throughout the year. Um, they've also said that the first game in that series to be released will be Halo Reach. Um, it, if you buy it on PC, it's included as part of the Master Chief Collection. I believe they've also no, said that each it's... game will be sold independently inside the shell of the Master Chief Collection. They will all be available on Steam as well as the Windows Store. Okay. And I know yeah. that if you already own the Master Chief Collection on Xbox, I believe it is a premium purchase which sounds like you're going to have to purchase that very similar to um, ODST. Yeah, which, not a big deal. I'm cool with that. I will gladly drop the, the cashola right on the counter. Be like, give me, because I already have it on the 360 digitally. Because um, for those of you that don't know, if you did the, uh, the physical collector's edition of Reach, it came with the Noble Team statue and a digital download code and the disc of Reach. Oh, really? Yeah, so you actually got both. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, cool. I promptly then turned around and sold it when I got rid of my Xbox later because I moved over to the PlayStation bandwagon mm. when the PS4 came out. Well, now that I have my One S, or I'm sorry, One X now, uh, I went into start downloading games and guess what popped up as a thing now that it's back compact compatible? I have Reach again. Surprise, kids. There you go. Very cool. I don't know about that. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, oh, I don't have to rebuy this game. Sweet. That's pretty Thanks, past me. <laughs> um, and so a lot of people were super excited about this news. Uh, like you said, Will, PC gamers get to try out Halo games other than 1 and 2 on their platform. Yes. Um, the interesting thing about this is that it's coming to Steam. I, I don't... I don't see a problem with this, honestly. You don't? No. Mm-hmm. And here's why. Microsoft's going to happily take that money. Minus the 30% of the Steam kids, but yes. Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing. How many people are going to buy it on Steam if you have an Xbox and you already had it on Xbox? Then you just do the premium upgrade and then it shows up in the Microsoft store. Because that's the big benefit there is it's going to be cross-buy. You know they're going to do that. Uh, I don't know. They didn't all, say all, about that, but that... So here's the thing. Hmm. If you buy Gears on the Xbox, it shows up in the Windows Store. Yes, no, it, no. If you do that with Forza, it shows up there, too. Th- that's the kicker, but Steam might be a little bit hard to do because of their DRM. No, but I'm saying, like, yeah, you could have a Steam version. It's not stopping you from having a Windows Store version. Because it's going to be on both. Yes, but I think... It, we have to dig a little bit deeper, but I almost think that it's separate. Like, if you buy it on Steam, you're not going to get the Windows no, Store you version. Won't. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. People will probably buy it on the Windows Store before they would on Steam because of the cross-buy. Because, let I mean, me know, if you could get the same thing on the Windows Store, and then, you know what, uh, man, I, I really want to play this, but I don't want to sit in the office. I want to sit on a big 4K TV. 
you know you want to go over in front of your TV, fire up the Xbox, and just have it there. No, no, no. I, I follow you, but I, it, it's... I haven't heard anything on if it is going to be... I'm assuming because it's a Microsoft flagship title... Yes. ...that it will. And that's the trick. Because all their flagship titles are. And it, see, and that, it's one of the... My, my curiosity is in the fact that if they do that, then how is that stopping people who already own it on Xbox from automatically just getting it? If it's cross-buy on PC, thus cutting Microsoft off from a revenue source for people who would have double-dipped or bought it on PC. I mean, I'm the, assuming it's just going to be there just like they let me have Reach again after all these years. After they enabled it. I mean, they're not getting any extra money by letting me play Reach again, but they did. Yeah, I think it's I, a goodwill gesture more than anything else. I'm I'm curious to see. I'm not going to hold my breath on the cross by. It would be cool if they did it, but I want to wait and see. Um, that's a business he play that I have to wait and see. Um, part B on this announcement is, um, or I'm sorry, play anywhere cross by as uh, Sony. Uh, cross by is a generic term. It all means the same thing. Yeah, um, but you, you know what I mean. Uh, part B of the news that we got here was Xbox in there this week, this month in Xbox um, video. Also, we finally got our first look at Project xCloud. Mm-hmm. It was a quick, brief look here, um, but they actually had um, a demo, a phone, playing Forza Motorsport 4 being streamed, and the um, person in the Xbox controller was playing the game on the phone. I'll read um, a little bit on this article here. Again, this is from the Xbox Wire um, feed by Kareem Choudhury. Um, back in October, we formally unveiled our project on Project xCloud, a vision for game streaming technology that will complement our console hardware and give gamers more choices in how and where they play. Since then, we've been heads down and hard at work preparing to launch the first public trials later this year. At the same time, we wanted to stay transparent about our progress and chat with the inside Xbox team, showing you the first public demo of the technology in action. One of the great developments in entertainment over the last decade is how easy and common it's become to read, listen, or watch your digital content, often via streaming. We've seen this revolutionize the way people experience music and video, letting them dive in from whatever they wish on and on what, whichever device is most convenient to them at any time. Applying this approach to the world of video games is a more challenging endeavor. Games by their very nature are interactive entertainment, and that interactivity is a substantial difference from watching TV or listening to music. We now find ourselves at an inflection point where current technology can deliver a console quality experience with the right cloud infrastructure, content, and community in place. More on the article as well. Um, but it was really, really cool. They they walked out and handed um, uh, one of the people on the inside Xbox stage a um, controller. It had an Xbox controller. And mounted on it was a uh, phone that had Forza, Forza Horizon 4 or yeah, for streaming directly to the device. Uh, she was actually playing it, controlling it. I didn't really see any lag mm-hmm. on that at all. Um, any type of missed input or anything like that. Um, we've, we, we've talked about it already, but Project xCloud is really, really interesting. What's yep. also nice is that they made a comment in their public test trials coming later this year. Hmm. Interesting. So people are, we're actually going to start seeing this pop up in the, um, in the field, in the open, the real world, as um, we like to say. I it. mean, I'd like to be able to try it out. I would as well. Um, how, because who, who would want to be able to sit back and play 
oh man, I'm gonna play uh, you know Halo while I'm on lunch at work. Yeah. I mean, just boop. Just All you need is your phone and the controller, or laptop and a controller. It's true. It pipes it down there. I mean, it's we've had a conversation about this as well, but streaming technology has just been so incredible, and with Microsoft's money and their reach. Like, they've already talked very ambitious plans about Project xCloud and how they're trying to aim to get this on mobile devices, consoles, PCs, anything they can. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I mean, how exciting is that? Like, if if this pans out here, we could see by 2020, 2021, we see people are streaming their games. I mean, they, we, we talked yeah. about it earlier. The, there's the rumor of the Xbox One S all digital editions. It's still a rumor, but it's still kind of popping up around um, the internet for later later this month or maybe in April. Mm-hmm. If that gets announced, that, you know, I'm curious to see because we've talked about that, Project Scarlet, whatever that is going to be. Um, stre- game streaming is really going to be a game changer. Yeah, no, it absolutely will. Um, sorry, guys. I've, I've been uh, digging into the Halo stuff on uh, Halo Waypoint. And it's interesting. Nowhere does it say anywhere that it's going to be uh, crossplay, but it is on Game Pass. The Master Chief Collection. It, yeah. Oh, so, yes. They put so, that on there. I mean, I already owned it, but it is on Game Pass already. Mm-hmm. So if it's going to be on Game Pass, I don't see why it wouldn't be on their uh, play anywhere. We'll have to see. I, I still, I still have doubts on it until I actually. Until I see confirmed, it says play anywhere. I, not, not that it's a big thing for me. I mean, the only reason I would play Master Chief Collection is for Halo Four because I love, no. love, love, love. They're bringing Firefight to the Reach. So I don't know about you. Forget Halo Four. Firefight is the reason I'll play. Oh, Halo Four is just. I love. Uh, the, I love General the single Palace. player. I love the single player. I, I mean, yeah, I respect that. I'm just saying, you know. That Halo firefight is gonna be dope. It's gonna be, it's gonna be cool. Uh, like, but uh, again, I'm glad that a lot of people are getting the chance to play Master Chief Collection. We finally started seeing some official stuff on XCloud, so it is. I mean, it is a great time to be an Xbox fan, um, at least to jump on the boat while the yes. boat is still small. So that I, I think they've got a lot. You know, they continue to have these announcements. Really mm-hmm. excited for what E3 is gonna show. Oh, yeah, man. I can't wait for E3. Excited. Get Um, hype. Number four on their news items. Borderlands 3 tease incoming? What? And that is a thing that happened, man. Uh, It's kind of crazy to think about. But, yeah, they are straight teasing uh, Borderlands 3. Um, I'm reading this story from Colin Stevens over at IGN. A potential Borderlands 3 announcement further teased by Gearbox for PAX East 2019. Um, I am going to find the original story here. Um, Here we go. Gearbox is holding a main theater show at PAX East 2019, teasing, quote, never before seen reveals, end quote, at the event. Is it possible Borderlands 3 could be one of these reveals? Then they've updated their article. Update. Gearbox has teased its upcoming PAX East 2019 main theater show with a new image that undoubtedly points to something Borderlands related appearing at the show, which would line up with heavy speculation of a proper Borderlands 3 announcement. 
Gearbox teaser image teases the March 28th show in Boston, Massachusetts, <laughs> with a stylized, cell-shaded highway sign set in a desert area. The sign also bears the mark Exit 3. Look, man, at the end of the day, I don't know why they haven't done this sooner. I know Gearbox doesn't want to be known for this, but, I mean, let's be real. Their cash cow is Borderlands. It has been as of late, and if you remember when they talked, um, I think the last PAX East, East game, they were talking about some of the other games they have. I think the big one at the time was Battleborn. That was like that was two or three years ago, um, and people were just Seth went to. I don't know. I'd have to ask. Yeah, me. no, I think because yeah, no, I think that was the one that Seth went to uh, as far as PAX East goes. But like people were just people have constantly been bugging Gearbox like, where's Borderlands Three? We want Borderlands 3. Give us Borderlands 3. Yeah. And, I mean, based on... We saw the image here of the uh, teaser. I mean, it's a very clear. Yep. It's Borderlands. Like, there's not... You know, you can't there's, shake There's it. no hiding this. Yeah, there's not at all. I mean, Exit 3 and the font and everything is clearly Borderlands-esque. Even the art style, to a, to an extent in the back, is very Borderlands-esque. So. No, that that is all Borderlands. Yep. Now, I would be okay with them going to another planet like Pandora, because if you remember at the end of Borderlands 2, it showed off vaults all over the galaxy. Mm. I don't know why they don't explore that. Do you think Borderlands will be successful, considering it falls a little bit into that looter-shooter genre with Anthem and The Division and Destiny? But it's got more of a Diablo-esque vibe. If they could make it work where it's more of like a Diablo with guns kind of deal, like, because I mean, that's how it always felt to me. Mm -hmm. It's just then add random encounters and stuff, add like a, uh, a portal dungeon system. I would be about it. I, I'd have to see it. I haven't played Borderlands in a while, but I remember the fun I had. I have the, the Handsome Jack collection. I've been waiting until that drops below it's retail price because they won't go below 20 bucks and I want it for less than 20 bucks. I ended up getting it on PlayStation for like 25 at one point when it was still like 60. Just one of their flash sales. Yeah, but that's me. I'm, you know, eventually it will be less I mean, than that. Yeah, so. I don't blame you for not wanting to spend more than 20 bucks on a game that's, you know, how old. Yeah, and I've played a bunch of, they're fun. I've played, I've played them all before, but um, I definitely can wait. Um, but no, man, if, uh, you, if you're a Borderlands fan, you should be excited. I mean, it's very hype. clearly setting you up for some big new announcement coming Hashtag out. Hashtag get hype. And number five, guys, our last and final item on the news list here. Um, no Man's Sky is bringing more of the updates here for you today. Um, I'm reading this directly from their website. Uh, they've got a, a note penned by Sean Murray himself. I'm not going to go through all of it, but I'm going to read through um, some of it here. Um, hello, everyone. We know that there is a... Uh, actually, I may read, just read the whole thing because it's not even that big. Uh, we know that there is a lot of hunger out there for news and updates on No Man's Sky. We wanted to share some information from behind the scenes. Our next chapter will be called No Man's Sky Beyond, coming summer 2019. Each chapter for No Man's Sky has been more successful than the last. Thanks to our community... Next, our large release last year was especially so. It went on to bring enjoyment to millions of new players, and it helped to change the legacy of this game we care so much about. Mm -hmm. Earlier this year, whilst working on our roadmap of three future updates, we decided we wanted to interweave their features and had a vision for something much more impactful. 
We are excited to announce that Beyond will contain those three major updates rolled into one larger free release. The first component of Beyond we are announcing today is No Man's Sky Online. No Man's Sky Online includes a radical new social and multiplayer experience which empowers players everywhere in the universe to meet and play together. Whilst this brings people together like never before and has many recognizable online elements, we don't consider No Man's Sky to be an MMO. It, we don't consider No Man's Sky to be an MMO. It won't require a subscription, won't contain microtransactions, and will be free for all existing players. These changes are an answer to how we have seen people playing since the release of Next, and it's something we've dreamed of for a long time. Hmm. We will talk more about each component when we know we can be precise, and look forward to sharing more in the coming weeks. Beyond will be our most ambitious chapter so far, and something we've been working ridiculously hard on. We'll continue to support No Man's Sky in the way in this way for the foreseeable future. Future. It's unexpected but so rewarding to see so many accolades and nominations for No Man's Sky as best ongoing or most evolved this year. To some next may have felt like a natural endpoint for our journey, but for us it was another step on our longer voyage. Thank you so much. Hmm. Interesting. No Man's... This came out of nowhere. This was like a stealth drop. Popped out of nowhere. No Man's Sky said, boom, we're coming in with this huge new content thing. And funny enough, I'm sure people were already making jokes. Their big thing was No Man's Sky Online. Right. Maybe it's a true multiplayer experience that they were trying to realize years ago when they released the game. Um, I don't know, but I know for me, I am super excited for this. Um, I've said it on the show before when it first came out. Next was a huge change shift in for the better for No Man's Sky. You know, No Man's Sky was fine for what it was. No Man's Sky Next really brought the full power of that game forward. And seeing the updates that they also had after Next, so the Visions update... Mm -hmm. um, the Abyss update where they did a lot of underwater stuff and now we're coming in um, with this I, I, again really really impressed with what Sean Murray and that team is doing to continue to support that game um, and especially after we talked about Astroneer um, and how much fun we've had with that yep. seeing how kind of No Man's Sky is working to stay relevant and still has a thriving large community I mean you go onto their um, Steam page now the reviews are actually somewhat good for the game um, hmm. comparatively to what they were probably a year ago around this time. Um, what do you? Any thoughts on No Man's Sky Beyond? No Man's Sky in general. I'm gonna be honest, man. I has it already? Have you already left the train with No Man's Sky? I left the train and I jumped on the Astroneer train, and hmm. because we've been able to play Astroneer in a true group. Like that, once the servers hit, I, I have no desire to go back to No Man's Sky because I feel like I can get my exploration out of the way there, but I can like actually work together with you guys to get stuff. And as cool as No Man's Sky is, I like some of the mechanics in Astroneer better. Yeah. So I like how you can shape the earth around you instead of just destroy it, you can actually add back and like change it and work it. And so it lets you build a proper base of operations and instead of finding a spot that's good, you can make a spot. Yeah. So, for me, uh, I mean, it's cool. I'm not going to, you know, be like, oh, I'm going to go trade No Man's Sky in. No, I'm just... It's too late for that. But. Yeah, but in all honesty, with everything else going on, I, I wish them luck. I hope they do well. I hope they do something that wants to makes me want to come back, but... 
at the same time, I look at that, I'm like, man, that's cool, but Astroneer. And it's funny enough, I'm super excited. I heard this, and I was like, I do need to jump back into No Man's Sky. There is something about No Man's Sky... No, I will say they have better spaceships by far, and I like the way their spaceships handle, including combat. Yeah, I think No Man's Sky is like the more 2001 A Space Odyssey-esque version of that space exploration sim. It is much larger. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I didn't get a chance to see show you guys because you weren't on the ship, but Astroneer, it's just the one big solar system. Uh, no Man's Sky, you have all these different places and it's randomly generated and is much more ambitious, but I, I think both of those games fit a specific niche for me. Um, I saw the announcement. I was really, I may have to jump back into some No Man's Sky soon um, and see what's been going on. Because I, I, the next update and everything they've been pumping out for the game, I've really been interested in. And I still actually enjoy No Man's Sky more after the next update. And so I'm definitely going to keep uh, keep my eyes on the prize with No Man's Sky and see if they can deliver this summer with their um, next update or yeah. beyond. I mean, I hope they do well and maybe want to jump back in. You know, it make me want to jump back into that game even more if they dropped it from sixty dollars on Steam down to twenty or thirty. Oh, uh, is this if it's still sixty dollars? Don't pay sixty dollars for No Man's Sky. Wait until a sale, whatever sale pops up on there. I picked up. No Man's Sky on Steam for twenty bucks. You know, it's like that was easy. Yeah, if uh, I get it for twenty bucks, I'd be all over it. But it's sixty right now, and yeah, it's not worth sixty dollars to me. All right. Well, that is it for the news, guys. Um, now we are going to jump oh, into boy. our topic of the show. I uh, know everybody's been like me, and I can't wait till they start talking about it. So let's start talking about it. Topic of the show tonight is Drumroll The Division 2. What? It no. is out. No, it's not. Uh, yeah, it is. I guess it is. Uh, it is out. We have been playing it since. So basically, for podcast listeners, if you're listening to this now, three it's been days. a week. Yeah, three days before it came out. So, so yeah, yeah, it was that Tuesday. Uh, we, jumped, we got the gold edition. I know I got gold. Did you get gold or ultimate? Gold. Hey, gold. Stig. Welcome to the stream, man. Um... We got we got the updates, or we, we got it ahead of time. We've been playing it so far. I'm at level ten. I'm at nine. Puminal and a bunch of other people are fifteen or higher already. Yeah. Well, you know they're not working on rock. Not a surprise. I was gonna say Chris has literally been like in a with energy drink fueled rage playing this freaking game all weekend. Yeah. Well, his wife's out of town and he's not at work. So he's pounding bangs and coffee and everything else, yeah. trying to have a heart attack while he plays his game. <laughs> Not literally, but Lord help Chris. Yeah, please. Go. We're gonna get a minute. Um, you know, you may want to send like some kind of uh, cleansing potions towards the <laughs> bloodstream. I don't know if you can uh, do lay on hands. I don't know what you gotta do, but yeah, I don't know B bubble earth or something. But um, <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, we've we've been playing a lot of the Division Two. I want to sit down and give. Our thoughts on the game so far. Okay. And then kind of start walking down some other questions. Um, one, Two of the questions I have, aside from our thoughts, is this the perfect launch for a games-as-a-service title? Chew on it. Think about it. We're going to talk mm -hmm. about it. And then the other question in, is here, 
what can other games in the genre like Anthem and Destiny and, and Diablo and loot shooters and stuff like that learn from The Division 2, whether that's good or bad? Is there anything you can learn from it? Gotcha. Um, so let's talk about that. First and foremost, your thoughts. What what how are you how are you feeling on Division Two? So the easiest way for me to describe the Division Two is to compare it to the most recent games as a service game that I played. And that's Anthem. Okay. Um, I'm not trying to poop on either game. I believe they both have strong points. And Anthem does have a unique experience that no other game has, so I'm gonna give it that. Um, I have problems with Anthem, and it's because they're the same problems I had with the first Division around this time. Okay. Um, so the game is essentially borderline broken constantly. Every time they update it, something else breaks. I've missed out on multiple, multiple uh, Masterworks at this point just because of random bugs in the game. So I've put that game on a shelf, and I said, I'll revisit in a year. That's where I'm at with Anthem. Um, just personal opinion, don't take it as gospel. It's I did the same thing to The Division when it came out. So, you know, Dark Zone bugs were real nightmarish on console and PC alike. I heard the PC version of The Division was really rough because people could... I know Chris told us that people could... The, the save was stored locally, so people could actually hack their account... And on they were had and like and, like buff up their gear and stuff and have like top tier gear and were running around wrecking people in the dark zone. Yeah, which is a problem. And I will say, so far though, all the problems I had at the Division One launch, I have had zero of those issues in this launch. I've had a few moments where I rubber banded in this game, and it's literally as a server uh, restart countdown was going on last night. Because I, I was up until the server reset. Playing. Jesus, man. Um, and let me go ahead and say this. The game was still great. It's behaved exactly as I wanted. Um, the cosmetic purchases in the game are exactly like Anthem. They are purely cosmetic. They don't change your gameplay. Um, I'm running around with a World War II era battle rifle and a shotgun. And I am kicking butt. But at the same time, I with the playstyle I'm kind of developing in this, there are there are so many ways you can approach your situation in this game, and the style I'm approaching uh, working with is essentially I kick in the door, I throw in an auto turret before they realize what's going on, and then I mop up. <laughs> okay, okay. And if they start to overwhelm me, I switch from the rifle to the shotgun, and I play street sweeper with their guts. Wow, that is a very vivid picture you've painted for the audience here. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the best way I could describe it when you're using a shotgun to literally mow down people who are literally self-inducing drugs and running at you with a baton while you have a shotgun in your hand. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. Those are crazy. Uh, General Palace in chat says, I haven't had any issues so far in Division 2. Much better launch, in my opinion, than Anthem. I think that... I've, I talked about this ahead of time, like, Anthem is in trouble because their launch was less than stellar, and Division 2 is coming up, and Division 2 has the history of learning from their mistakes, and they're coming in hot. And here's the thing, so far this launch is everything that Destiny 2 wasn't. It's a company that actually sat down and said, what did we do wrong, how do we never do this again? They actually looked at everything, they looked at what was going on in the industry with everything else, and they said, you know what? 
oh man, if we change this, this, and this, it's going to be so much better. And they did it. They didn't repeat their problems like Bungie did. That's more Activision's fault than Bungie's, but still, they didn't do that. Bungie fixed that problem by leaving Activision. So, I have hope for Destiny 3. (laughs) Um, But Bioware doesn't have the benefit of learning from their mistakes because they haven't made a game like this before. And so, the reason why Ubisoft Massive is going to be where it is right now is because they had the chance to learn and fail. Yeah. And that's where Bioware's at. They're having to learn and fail. It's it's like Division 2 is launched. I have had not had any bugs. Not seen any issues. The game has run smooth. Uh, the only problem was that I've seen so far was a streaming thing because I was streaming the game from my the computer that I played on. Thus, I had to drop the... Um, the frame rate. The frame rate. There were a couple of like... Small hiccup, like one or two hiccups that have happened, but it's nothing. I can't even remember them. That's how insignificant they are. Um, the game has, I mean, f- at least for me, I don't know mm-hmm. for you, but the game has performed and run smoothly. Um, it, my first instincts in playing the Division Two, it feels like there's so much to do right from the gate. Well, and they've actually been pretty good about locking a lot of stuff behind your progression, so that you're not overwhelmed up front. I yeah. will say that too. Every time I look at the map, there is something to do, but there's also a bunch of gray areas that I can't even go into yet because I'm nowhere near max level. I'm about a third of the way through um, leveling up, and even then after that, you still got to work on gear score because it's a looter shooter. Hey! Surprise. Uh, Yeah. But, uh, no, man. I mean, I'm playing everything on ultra across the board. Now, to be fair, I'm running a 1080 Ti, um, and I've got everything going. I got 32 gigs of RAM and an AMD Ryzen 2700X. So, and that's liquid cooled. So I'm running everything at max, and I see 30 to 40 percent system load. Yeah, and it's cool. I I honestly don't think I have to drop the resolution or frame rate on anything playing at 1440p. It's going to be fine. But here's the trick. General Palace is still able to play this game on a GTX 960. So, obviously, they did something right with optimization. Yeah. So, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I'm all about that. At the end of the day, it, whatever's going on... <laughs> it, Stig in chat says, a, quote, complete bug light forward-thinking game. What is this, 2003 second gen? <laughs> Look, Stig, all I know is that the game is actually so far well-rounded. I've gotten a bunch of different types of weapon drops, too, so I'm not being shoehorned into one playstyle. I actually get less the, less weapon drops of my preferred type, which is a regular battle rifle. I don't like having, I don't like fully automatic, and I don't like snipers. I like that, like, in the middle. G- give me mm. some flexibility so I can reach out and touch somebody, or I can... Carry it in and put it in your face. <laughs> he also says, if my game isn't early access with essential DLC, I just don't feel like I'm getting my money's worth. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, Stay, that's why I love you. That's why I love man, you. Man, uh, yes. But, <laughs> no, in all honesty, I think I got to I gotta give Ubisoft credit here, man. It's a solid game. It feels good. I don't see a lot of negative stuff. 
and I'm not seeing a lot of negative press with it. It's just it, it genuinely feels like a like, well-rounded it, game for for usually for games as a service and games of this type. Usually when they come out, there's even like we're not even talking like performance issues. Usually there are launch issues where servers mm-hmm. are overloaded. You can't log in, and I'm, we haven't seen this with this game. This game has come in. It is when when you jump in and play. Like you said, they've done a great job of walking you through, progressing you, and showing you the new mechanics. Mm-hmm. It always feels like there's something to do in the world. There are these little events and stuff popping up. You have all this gear. You have different ways to customize your character, different ways to improve your character with weapons. I applaud. I I applaud um, Ubisoft for having a game. And I, I, thinking about it now that I really like is when you actually choose your weapons, mm-hmm. all the you know all the different minutia and details you can see where you can just glance over right here and say, okay, the number is bigger. That's what I want to equip. Or you can do what I'm doing is hop in the mods and you can actually tweak things. You can do stuff like, well, even just looking at the weapons, you can see specific numbers. You can see the different skills they have. You can see damage fall off. So it has a damage fall off chart. So depending on how far you are, from an enemy, you can see if the damage is going to fall off or not. Well, you can also actually look at it and be like, you know what? This gun doesn't benefit from having a 12x scope on it. Let me just put the 4x on there. Okay. You know, and, or you know what? Uh, it makes no sense to have a scope on this thing. Let me put a red dot sight. What's also cool, too, is that w- as you go through a couple of levels, you get uh, the, um, the firing range. In the firing range... Actually, it's in the White House. You put it in there. You can actually set targets and test out different weapons. It will actually show you visually your DPS and damage that you're doing to the targets at different distances. And for people that, especially in these games like these, that like to theory craft and test out different weapons um, because of all the loot that you can get, it is wild that you can do something like that. And it's so easy to do. It really is. It's kind of nuts. Yeah, it's uh, CSL saying, oh, what are they doing? And I was like, the Division 2 of AAA title. He's like, oh, I'm leaving. Yeah, he's, 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 it's not it's not indie game anymore. Um, uh, he's going to go be a goober for me. <laughs> but no, it's, it's just so, it's really nice, again, that it's a studio that took really took to heart what they learned from the Division. We've said it about all the first iterations of these games, Anthem, mm-hmm. The Division. They're not bad games. They just have problems. This is their first time jumping into this type of game. And I think that Ubisoft is the first studio to really learn from their lessons. I think they are, too. And make quality titles so far. The benefit here is we're actually seeing the results. Yep. Uh, we Again, the, the level cap is level 30. Apparently, uh, the whole different side of the game opens up once you hit the max level. So there's a bunch of stuff we still haven't seen yet. Um, they were not lying about it being like a 40-hour campaign to get to max level. Because I'm 10, and I've got to say I've played at least 7 hours? i got 9-something hours. 7 to 9, something like that. Um, I have to check Ubisoft and see, but I've been impressed uh, with what The Division 2 has been delivering so far. Um... Oh yeah, General Palace says, yep, you get specializations at um, level 30. I don't even know what specializations are in this game. I bought it based off of the experience. (laughs) I'm still trying to figure out what my specializations are. And again, I think that it's one thing that I think the Anthem has done. 
because uh, they listed it out when they launched and a lot of these games as a services are starting to get wise of like destiny 2 uh, division 2 has a robust launch schedule for their year one content okay. they've already listed out like here's you're going to get these missions if you're a pass holder you're going to get access to all this stuff early you're going to get this stuff access as soon as it goes live blah 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 and so it's really really cool to see that um a general palace in chat says i've put in at least 20 hours and so far i'm only level 16 so that's yeah, that sounds, yeah that sounds about right oh hang on um for the clan we're in or about to be in because you know uh, we're not high enough level yet, I guess. Um, where's Chris? Ah, here it is. He, he was saying, as far as the clan goes, yeah, so we're already sent you invites, blah, blah, blah. We have one level 27. Uh, ben and Tyler and Chris were at 15, and Ben and Andrew and Jerry are all 10. And there's a few others he doesn't recall yet. That's nuts. Yep. A lot of people have been really excited about this game. Uh, what has been what has been play game? What has been one thing you liked about the game now, and one thing you haven't liked about the game? We'll take turns. One thing you liked first. I like that they maintained the customization options on the weapons, and that the weapons are all real world weapons. Okay, yeah, you would like that. <laughs> you would like that. I'm I may or may not have a gun hobby outside of this. Um. Okay, what was one thing I like? One thing I like. The again, I, I talked about it before. Like the the plethora of activities to do, even at the this early in the game, it doesn't feel like I'm overwhelmed. But it always feels like there's something to do. Whether it's a public execution you have to stop, or a broadcast you want to shut down, or like the control points that you want to take control of. I love that it's not just like, oh, kill all the guys there and you have it. No. It's you kill the guys there, you send the flare up to get your people to come in and hold the point, and then you got to hold off waves of attacking enemies trying to get you. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The uh, stopping the broadcast, you have to go kill the enemies, then you start um, changing the broadcast, then they throw random events at you. Like sometimes the thing will break down and you have to kill some more enemies to get a key. To unlock it sometimes you just it just stops and you have to just go press it sometimes it's like somebody's messing with it and you have to take them out so you can get back and start pulling again have you done any of the supply drops yet i did one that was cool that was really cool so the supply drops it's this, uh, another event you go in and there are these three big division boxes and these enemies are trying to break in and you have a timer to kill the enemies and if you kill them in time you can get the loot that's in the box. If you don't, they take the loot. Well, or the other option is instead of letting the timer run out, you just kill them and you guard the boxes and keep them from getting it. I well, I, I didn't know what was going on, so I killed one, two people out of box. I got that box item, but I didn't get the other two because I wasn't paying attention. I thought it was just one box. The first, uh, the first one I did, I, I only got two of the three. The next couple I did, I got all three. Yeah, uh, General Palace says my supply drop earlier had five boxes. He only got two of them. Oh wow! So yeah. Yeah. Now it, I will say the uh, the self heal is invaluable. Oh, oh, oh dude! With the chem launcher, it's just being able to like, all nah. the different. You know what? That's probably my favorite thing. I'll, I'll take that back. The weapon, like the different skills you get, the chem launcher, the hive, the pulse, the drone, the firefly. I wouldn't mind getting the drone. 
The drone is cool. Um, but I think the cam launcher is here to stay. The drone, I uh, finally figured out how to... I can target you and send my drone to heal you. Yeah. Which is really, really cool. I mean, I can um, do the same thing with the chem launcher, though, too. Well, I mean, you're shooting it off. But, yeah, it's just, it, like, if you're far away, I can go, go over there and it'll actually track and follow you over there. Um, yes, uh, Stig, you need to get a gaming PC. It, it's it's super, super fun. Um, Stig, here's what you do. All right? Just a novel idea. Um, you go to nzxt.com and you click on their thing and you have them build it so you don't have to deal with it. Puts a couple years of warranty on it. And go. Good point. Good point. Then, then you get a rig. Uh, unless you want a laptop, then might I suggest going for something with a 2060 in it. So, here's here's part of that fun question. Yep. What is something you don't like about the Division 2 right now? I don't like that when you do get into some of the buildings, you can't go into like the all the apartment rooms like you used to be able to. And just kind of search for loot. And consumables and things like that. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so far it seems very limited on that front and for the sake of getting the other systems in the game, which I get, but it does feel like a, a layer of depth is gone. Okay, okay. I do like that, you know, it's also not in the middle of winter, but I also hate that there are no other shorts available in the game. <laughs> How can I not have my dude in a flannel uh, button-down, short sleeves, without shorts? You just want shorts and sandals. That's what you want. I do want my dude to have <laughs> you sandals. You want your dude to have sandals. It would not be a Florida boy if I didn't walk around with shorts and sandals on 90% of the time. Uh, yeah, that's totally you. Uh, ooh. You got it real quick? Um, oh, Stig, then... Uh, yeah, let me go ahead and tell you, man. I can uh, throw some throw some ideas out there. Uh, General Palace says in chat, the rain makes it very difficult to see more than a foot in front of you. Um, that is true. Some of the fog, maybe it's better when you increase your resolution. It makes it real hard if it rains real hard. Ooh. Oh, especially if you got volumetric uh, shading going on based yes. on fog and all that. It's actually really cool because it makes it difficult just like it would be in real life. Yep. He's right. 100% right. Um, um the one thing I don't like about the game so far, it feels kind of nitpicky, but um, the loot, it I feel like it was much easier to identify where loot was in the world yeah. in the first division. That's because it was dark and gloomy all the time. And it's been a, really hard to pinpoint loot. I feel like they did a patch, and now some of the loot is like highlighted in that orange glow. It wasn't before at launch, and now all of a sudden it has started being... Well, I mean, it was still doing the vertical pillar with the light of the rare. No, no, no. I mean, like, just in boxes. Like, you're walking out in the world, mm -hmm. and there are these boxes just sitting oh, out. No, no yeah, not loot yeah. on the ground. No, no, no. That's great. I, like, uh, Anthem, you need to take note. Like, it is great when you, instead of doing this small little light with the box, there needs to be a beam of light coming up saying, guess what? You got loot. You know what also needs to happen? Both games need to look at Bungie's Destiny 2 and Destiny 1 for if your loot drops and you can't pick it up and it's blue or higher, it goes to your bank. Yes. You automatically get it at the end, so that way you don't miss out on anything. I'm looking at uh, all the lost uh, Masterworks Anthem. Thanks. Mm. I'm and not salty at all. Other than that... It wasn't even my fault the game crashed. <laughs> oh, yeah. You lost that progress. And, and there's no way to get it back either. Nope. Other than the loot thing... I'm sure there may be some other smaller things to do. 
Um, but I think you and I both have been playing primarily solo, just because of schedule and stuff. The one time I played with people, it was you and General Palace. Yeah, we did. Okay, and yeah. uh, I've I mean, played. Even then, you kind of had to bail after a quick mission because work. Yep. Um, ooh, that was a fun day. Uh, I had. Um, I've played with you. I've played with General Palace. I've played with uh, Seth Darkstarter. Oh, cool. Um, we've had a blast uh, for the little bits of time. It hasn't been a lot, but some of the things I do definitely think is really cool. The uh, leveling mechanic. So if you're lower level than me, mm-hmm. when you come into my game. Mm-hmm. It automatically bumps your level up, so that way you can actually do stuff. Okay. Um, okay. Seth actually found out that if you do if you do that and you complete missions that you didn't have access to, access to yet by yourself, when you go back to your own game and turn them in, you get credit for those missions as well. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't have to jump back in and go through that content again. You automatically get credit. Okay. So that was really cool. The way they do their auto-leveling system was re- very smart and very helpful so that it doesn't pigeonhole you that, oh, I'm level 20, you're level 5, I got to make a new character at level 5 so I can play with you, vice versa. No. Yeah. You jump in, you're bumped up to level 18, and you're still getting your experience and leveling up and doing that whole Hullabaloo. It's really, really cool. Okay, cool, man. Um, it General Palace says it bumps, it bumps up you level, but it doesn't bump up your gear, which is apparently a bug in the, uh, apparently a bug in the game. Yeah, so uh, hopefully they'll fix that if they haven't been fixed already. I mean, if that's the worst bug they got, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's not too bad. Um, <sighs> but no, pretty yeah. impressed with the division so far. Um, maybe we get a review on it. We'll see um, how everything goes down. Um, some of the other questions though uh, wanted to ask do you think this is the perfect launch for a games as a service title it's the best one we've seen best one we've seen okay. I don't think it's perfect but it's the best one we've seen so far okay. I do like how it's unified and it's not staged rollout like Anthem I think there was some disconnect there and it, well, it was staged a little bit but it was so like was Anthem across, is it was a week it was also the same across all platforms though yeah. If you get the same version of the game, everybody got that, not just That's PC. That's true. Anthem, it was... Anthem was PC had exclusive access for like a week, and you got to play the busted version and of the game. Xbox had only the first 10 hours, then... It was a, it was a 10-hour demo, too. Mm. So That was very weird how they did that. Yeah, I, I was like, I don't know, guys. Maybe we uh, As opposed this. to the, the Division, it was three days early if you paid for gold or higher but, and that was across all platforms and if you did the gold or higher you still got the season pass which means all the dlc yep which made it worth doing for the season pass not for the early access yep. it wasn't you're just paying to play it was like oh yeah i'm gonna actually get the content for this mm-hmm. um general palace says i've loved how ubisoft has had 24 7 developer streams for both betas in the launch weekend so you can see them play and ask questions and again See, it's so crazy how both of these companies have learned because Anthem and Bioware were doing that too. And yet, how the launches went definitely shows the experience between these two developers on how to run a games as a service, mm-hmm. I think. No, absolutely. Um, but, I, but I agree with you. I think this is the best games as a service launch yet. We really didn't have any launch server issues on day one. Everything no. ran smooth. No severe bugs that were like breaking games maybe a couple of things here or there um it's really really interesting i mean everything's been solid pretty pretty far and i love the fact that i can run around with my cowboy hat on 
you know, I think part of the reason why it was so stable is because they didn't, like with Destiny 2, they didn't rebuild the new game. They took Destiny 1, because D- Division 2 is based on the Division 1's last patch. Yeah, as far as the systems and all that stuff, yes. I they just added that. new stuff in there, and I think that's yeah. really helped with their stability. You know what? General Palace brings up a good point. You know, he's seen a big difference between Ubisoft from, from Assassin's Creed Unity and Division 1 to now. And you know what? Small rant. Get on my soapbox here. There really has been. And I think P- Ubisoft is becoming one of the big AAA developers that people need to watch and pay attention to. That's how you execute take, on games. That's how you take feedback and improve yourself on it. Yes. And like take games and improve and have, um, especially as games as a service, and stretching out your games. Because you remember, you go back to where years ago, not even that long ago, when Ubisoft was, we had Assassin's Creed Unity. Mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed games, were, they were like, we're going to pump them out every month until they tell us to stop. They're going to come out every month. We had the Division 1, which was, you know, people were interested, and then it just fell off like a rock. No, it was Watch Dogs 1. Watch Dogs 1 was the same way, too. Yeah. And now we're coming back in. I remember I was pulling up my games on my PC. Um, I Since I pre-ordered, I got Watch Dogs 2. And I was like, man, I'm excited to go for that game again. That was Well, really I mean, how much game. did I just get Watch Dogs 2 on the PC for? 15 bucks. Yeah, 15 bucks, man. Get Watch Dogs it, 2. First off, Ubisoft's got it's a good. big sale going on in their own Uplay store. And take that as you will. I'm kind of okay with them having their own storefront. If that means that... It's better than Origins. Yeah. Yo, it's better than Origins. I don't have to pay to play on any of that stuff. Um, no, I will say though, in all honesty, they got a massive spring sale going on right now. Yeah. And like, I just got Odyssey, the hundred and twenty dollar version of the game with the Assassin's Creed uh, three four K remaster, mm. and this all for like fifty bucks. Oh, and then I no, I'm sorry, I spent sixty five because I also got the Far Cry Five flight continuation game. Oh, okay. Uh, New Dawn. Yeah, New Dawn. It's in the Far Cry 5 engine, so... But, like, I looked at my games. I have the uh, Watch Dogs 2. I was like, I can't wait to play that. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Gotta get back into that. Right. Division 2. Jumping back into that. You, you look at their slate. Like, all their games, especially since, like... Since they took that hit on the chin from Unity. They have doubled and, down on quality. Uh, let's, let's look at where they were at that point. Assassin's Creed Unity comes out. Their uh, Vivendi is slowly buying shares to take them over. Yep. And there's threat of complete hostile takeover. They're going to be under control. Yves Gilmont, the entire Ubisoft team, says, look, we're not going to let this happen. we got to change. Now we, we're getting hits. Assassin's Creed's coming every year. we got Assassin's Creed Origins. we got Assassin's Creed Odyssey. They're but, taking every other year off. And I'm cool with that. Because that means if we get big changes like Odyssey... Bro, bring it. The, um, we got For Honor and Rainbow Six Siege and all those games. The post-game, support, post-launch support has been impeccable. They're constantly rolling out. Like, Rainbow Six Siege is on it, it's year four, four? It's on year four of content. Um, Going to be year five soon. And here's the trick with Siege. Siege still has it has a pro circuit and still got full support from the developer, which is awesome. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey just finished their big content release. They're walking into the next big one for the next year. 
Watch Dogs 2, again, play Watch Dogs 2. That it game is, is a walking meme, and it's beautiful. It's awesome, and for, for, for the, the standard edition is 9 bucks on the Ubisoft store. That is 100% worth it. Um, going in, there have been rumors that Watch Dogs 3 may be announced this year, and how awesome would it be to have Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed alternate, a la Call of Duty I would be studios. okay with that, because then that gives them breathing room on their franchises and you don't get burnout. Yep. And then, oh man, you know what would be another novel idea? If the, with everything else going on. Oh, Stig, I don't think we're rubber banding uh, worse than Antimate Launch. I think you Ooh, are, Oh, buddy. I'm seeing the green over there and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm monitoring the live stream right here, so I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> Take care of yourself, though, if we uh, lose you. But it, um, also, Ruru2, I see you in chat with the feet. We love it. Welcome. What's um, with the feet thing? What was that? I, I have no idea. It doesn't matter. Uh, I, I mean, it, you're right. It don't matter. None of this but matters. with like, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Origins, um, For Honor, Rainbow Six Siege, Watch Dogs 2. Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Um, South Park. Yeah, the South Park series. The Fresh But Whole. Um, <laughs> and the Stick of Truth. And the Stick of Truth. I mean, like, their games after oh, that. They also came out with Steep. Steve. Which I've not heard a bad thing about yet. Nope. I haven't either. It's it um now we're at a point now where Vivendi is no longer in the picture. Vivendi has given up all shares. They're um they're not basically Ubisoft has regained control full of, control full control of the company and their shares. Like Ubisoft is living high, and I think the division two is one of those shining examples of it. I'll stick it says yeah, he's is definitely his internet now on the other. You know, I, I, I'm not even going to ask her to. You just keep having fun over there. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. I 100% agree. And I'm just like, you know what? It's all good. You do you. In what, um, we've, we've answered it a little bit, but if there's anything else we can add, what other games, a la Anthem, Destiny, Diablo, these other games in the looter shooter genre, what can they learn from The Division 2 so far, whether good or bad, if anything? I'm going to be honest, man. The one thing they need to learn is to sit down and learn from your mistakes. Okay. I mean, let's be serious. The Division 2 was a broken game when it shipped. on Or Division 1, I mean, on PC. They literally sat down and said, instead of giving up on it, they, they muscled through it, they fixed the game, they made it good. You and I got to play it with Chris near the end of its life cycle, and it was a solid game. Yeah. It was we, a good experience. We picked it up on sale on PC, and we're like, like oh, this is bucks. Yeah, it, was, it was wonderful. Like, <laughs> yes, please. I will buy this. Hey, I liked it enough that I was like, Division 2 is a must-buy. And I'm not going to disagree with that at this point. Is that Super Stevie in chat? Shout oh. out to Super Stevie. What's up, sir? Welcome, dude. It's been a long time, uh, but glad to see you in here. I hope everything's going well for you out in Cali. Wait, we miss wait. you, too. Um, yes, they. Uh, he, uh, Super Stevie in chat makes a comment. They need to have an honest postmortem, and it's again, regardless of Anthem, how you feel about Anthem. The one thing I'm going to harp on that they are doing well, and you cannot steer me otherwise, is that they are having honest, clear feedback with their community. Mm -hmm. I don't know if people have read that huge thread that one of their um, uh, somebody on the Reddit community posted on the Anthem subreddit. Like here, these are all the problems I think the community's having. And then um, Jesse Anderson, one of the community mm -hmm. the CMs, mm -hmm. he went over and responded to all of them. 
like okay, this cool. huge blog post, very honest. This wasn't like some sugarcoating thing. It's like this is very honest. Here's what I feel. Here's what I think, and it was just super awesome to see. I was blown away. Like they continued to be very honest and transparent. Here's what we're doing. Here are our plans. Here are these patches. I think they've gone above and beyond on their patch, um, their patch support and post game support. And I think they have to with the division two out there. Um, so I, I am very hopeful about that game, but that doesn't ignore the fact that Anthem has issues at launch. Well, true, but at least they're doing something better than No Man's Sky did, which was Go Dark. They're doing something better than Bungie did after, um, uh, what was the the Wolves game? Uh, the, the, uh, the Iron... Iron Iron Wolves or whatever. <sighs> Rise of Iron. Thinking, there it is. Like you, like you would ask me that. No, um, after Rise of Iron, they went dark for like eight months. Didn't talk to anybody about anything if it wasn't on their weekly announcement thing. And it's just like, that's not good. That's not how you inspire your community to stay around and build. Mm -hmm. And I will say that is one thing Bioware has going for them is they are involved with their community and they're giving love and they're working, which is awesome. I, I respect them for that. I'll, like I said, in a year I'll come back. Uh, there may be a new level cap for me to tr strive for, but you know, hey, it is what it is. We'll have to figure that out. I'll, I'll be, I'll be in there. They've had uh, Anthem recently had their um, server side update where they've increased some of the patch or the um, drops for some of the higher tier content. It has helped a little bit. There's, uh, you do have to be some of the higher tier content. I've been jumping in here or there playing the game, so I'll keep everybody appraised on what's going on in the world of Anthem. You can also check out my man William over at Your Anthem as well if you're um, if you're enjoying the game. Um, he makes a lot of great content for Anthem. Yep, he is exclusively um, YouTube though, so you'll have to switch uh, websites to go check that. Yes, out. yes. Um, but no, I, I what, what could they learn? What's my thing they could learn? Um, I, I like the on like the post mortem stuff. Yeah, from um, Stevie, that's true. Um, what's uh, I'm trying to think. Ooh, is there anything else they could learn from the division's launch? Um, the balance, learning. I think maybe learning about the content, learning about how much content you need to have in your game, and I don't think I think we've had enough of these games at this point where. It doesn't have to be like each thing is so new and unique and oh my goodness. Um, but also knowing like, hey, we've got some content for you when you're playing the game and you're getting the level cap. We've also got content waiting for you when you're at your end game. Yeah. Um, because a lot, especially in those games, a lot of people, that's what they're striving for is getting to that end game. And I think that Anthem and Destiny can definitely learn from that. Destiny, I'm going to poke on you a little bit because... Again, we, we, we jokingly talked about, hey, Season of the Drifter's up. We're going to jump in Season of the Drifter. We're going to get the bounties to get us to 640. And then, and then we're going to go play the last expansion's content that we couldn't play because you had it poorly scaled. And from what I've heard, it's still a little bit of an issue on the level grind going up to the future content for Season of the Drifter. Um, it, it's just, it's... I, I think that having that scale and having that flexibility and learning from that, like you, you got to learn from that because I think so many of these games are coming out now because there's such opportunity with them. People are, you guys, everybody is 
we can't play all these at once. I can't play Anthem and Destiny and Division at the same time. I'm going to focus on one, maybe dabble in another one here or there. And so you've really got to focus on giving people a steady stream, not just one burst of content, but a steady stream of content each and every month, each and every couple of months to keep people coming back for more. And maybe, maybe your goal is to, here's some content, you're going to enjoy it for this month, and then we're going to pull back a little bit so you can go play something else. If that's your strategy, that's fine too. But I think... All these games coming up, they're all trying to get, they're all trying to capture your eyes and get your attention. And right now, Division Two's got a lot of people's attentions, and one of the big reasons for that is the content. It's like there's so much to do. Yep. And it feels like it's so easy to get involved in something. And while it feels like in Anthem, sometimes you're, it's fighting against itself because it throws you into loading screens and it crashes the game. Then you go back and you start it again. After a while, you're like, "Look, I don't want to play this anymore." Uh, and it's then, like, look, I, I want out. I'm done. In, in Destiny, where it feels like almost you're kind of seeing behind the curtain, and it feels almost a little repetitive, or you're doing the same stuff over again, and you're like, "I don't want to get on this hamster wheel. I want to get off." And so I'm going to go somewhere else. And so, um, and, and you know, we're saying this. This is our first week with the Division Two. Who's to say that things aren't going to change later on? We'll of course keep you updated on those thoughts there. Yeah, but no, I, I will say though, in all honesty, so far Division 2 I've had a lot of fun with it. Good. Good I, I like the story. Yeah. The story's been really interesting. We're taking America yeah. from the terrorists. Uh, I hope there's a character in the game that says it exactly like that. We're going to retake America from the terrorists. I really want a redneck general to step in and just, I'm, I'm talking like good old country boy sounding like they brought, brought him up from middle of nowhere, Alabama. That, that's what we need to talk about. How come there aren't any Southern accents in the division two? You got all these other people in the no, and they're in DC, literally on the line of the South, like literally in that middle border there. How come I have not heard a single redneck yet? Come on. <laughs> General Palace says my stream title has been Let's Go Kill Some Terrorists. I mean, hey. I mean, because terrorists need killing. I, I agree with you, man. Let's murderate the terrorists. Murderation. No breathing. <laughs> um, but, guys, what have you been thinking about Division 2? Have you been enjoying it? Have you not been enjoying it? Uh, let us know um, over on our Discord channel. If you're jumping into the Rock Punch community for the first time on Twitter, Facebook, all of our social media outlets as well. Definitely let us know. I'm curious to know what you guys have been thinking about with the division um with that being said guys thank you that's it for episode 130 of the rocket punch cast thank you guys so much for listening a quick reminder as well um we have our fan survey we still got it up um for a couple of weeks guys it is very very important we've got a lot of great feedback we started um going through some of the data looking at plans for the next quarter, um, April through June, of content and stuff we want to do. Um, if you guys can take a few minutes of your time, go swing by our website over at rocketpunchgo.com. It's posted at the top of the page. Um, everybody watching on Twitch, um, we'll just throw a link in chat for you guys. Yep. Um, we'll put it in the show notes for everybody listening on podcast services. Take a few minutes of your time to listen to go and fill out the rocket punch fan survey um, a lot of questions we're asking there but that is really helping us out to gather more information 
figure out what content we can make, how we can be better, how we can improve to make content mm-hmm. for you guys. Um, your input matters, and we're, we're going through all that stuff because we are taking that feedback to heart, and we've already started bouncing around some ideas on how we can take that feedback and bring it back to you guys. I'm sure once we execute on that, we'll have videos and stuff, talk about some of the new stuff we'll be um um, new changes we'll be having for you guys based on that feedback. So please, please, please take a few minutes of your day. Go fill out that fan survey. Um, it would really, really help us out there. Man, all I got to say is this. Um, there, you guys won't have any uh, perspective on this, but PC just caught up to PlayStation. Mm. Hashtag PCMR for life. <laughs> but, um... That, other than that, guys, remember, rocketpunchgo.com is where you want to go for all of our content. If you want to help support the show, uh, you can throw us your free Twitch Prime sub here on Twitch. If you're watching via Twitch, you can follow us here on Twitch, or you can head to patreon.com slash rocketpunch. Help support the show there. Get some awesome, cool, awesome, cool stuff in the process as well. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us this evening. We really appreciate it. We'll see you next time.